welcome to the Gifted Ed Podcast. We are your hosts, Angel Van Howe, Gifted Coordinator and SAIL Facilitator, and Megan McCarthy, Social Worker. We are grateful for the opportunity to share this space with you today as we talk about the complexities of giftedness. So let's get started. Today, we'll be looking at the differences between the pursuit of excellence and the pursuit of perfectionism. We'll also review what they have in common and how these pursuits impact gifted children. How do we help gifted children navigate these paths? And lastly, let's look at ourselves. Whether you're a teacher or a parent, it's important to consider how your pursuit of excellence or perfectionism impacts gifted kids. And as we get started, we wanted to uh, put two questions out there. Uh, The first being, what is the difference between excellence and perfectionism? And the second question being, will one promote a healthier experience over the other? So let's consider these two case examples. We'll start with Johnny. Johnny's assignment is to write about his summer vacation. The teacher provides a rubric for him, but Johnny continues to question the teacher for more specifics. The teacher explains that the assignment is more open-ended and explains that Johnny can make executive decisions about certain details. She also refers Johnny back to the rubric, but Johnny still worries about not including, quote, the right details in the assignment because the teacher might take points off. He can't have anything less than 100% on the assignment. If he gets anything less than 100%, then he's a bad writer and he'll disappoint his teacher. He writes numerous drafts of the assignment and none of them are good enough. He doesn't complete the assignment. And in our second case, we are going to call the student Sarah. So Sarah has the exact same assignment. She thinks fondly of her summer vacation because she visited extended family in Colorado. She looks back at her photos and selects her favorite moments to describe in her paper. She also reminisces with her siblings about the trip and recalls more memories to include in that assignment. Sarah refers to the rubric as she writes the paper, but she also has a couple of questions about the assignment, and so she asks her teacher about it. Her teacher explains that the assignment is open-ended, and Sarah embraces that creative liberties that it gives her. She includes links to tours and museums that they visited as a family, even though it wasn't part of the original rubric, but she still enjoys the process of writing, and she completes her assignment. So Johnny's example highlights perfectionism, which is the pursuit of never failing. You put forth effort only if the outcome equates with success. And with Sarah's case, she highlights the example of excellence, which is the pursuit of putting forth effort and taking a risk to accomplish something of value that you do regardless of the outcome. Johnny's example highlights perfectionism in numerous ways. So failing is not an option. He refuses to get anything less than 100%. And if he can't figure out how to ensure 100%, then he won't turn it in. Mistakes are a threat to success. The teacher may take points off his paper, then he won't get 100%, and that's why he needs to know, quote, the right details to include. Self-worth depends on achievement. He will be a bad writer if he receives anything less than 100%, or so he believes. Always needs approval to feel good about oneself. The teacher will be disappointed with him, and therefore he will be disappointed with himself. And in Sarah's example, it highlights excellence in many different ways. So the first and foremost is that failing is a possibility. Even though Sarah's questions are met with the same answer from the teacher, open-ended and to look at the rubric, she accepts that there is not a singular path to success in the assignment. The teacher is asking her to take a risk and she uses her creativity to do so. She makes and she learns from her mistakes. 
by taking that risk of creativity, Sarah may make and learn from her mistakes. Uh, The biggest piece here from my perspective is her self-worth doesn't equate with achievement. She doesn't express any fear or disappointment from her teacher, as the outcome of the assignment is outside of her self-worth. And she doesn't seek for approval. She seeks to understand the assignment and better understand what's being asked of her in this assignment. And she just takes pride in the process. She enjoys looking through her photos from her trip and reminiscing with her siblings. She makes it a family experience, which just puts more emphasis on the process over the outcome. So we want to honor both these examples and what they have in common. They both had a desire to actualize high standards. They both asked the teachers questions related to the assignment. They both wanted to put forth great effort. Johnny wrote numerous drafts, and Sarah reviewed her photos and engaged in conversations with her siblings. And they both had an awareness of quality. They both cared about the content and value of their assignment. So when Angel and I sat with these two case examples, it really brought up the question to us, is that why are gifted kids prone to perfectionism? So we had a few thoughts we wanted to share with you. Uh, The first being that it might be rooted in their awareness of quality. They are very perceptive of differences between mediocre and superior, and that this leads to an outcome of something that should ought or should be done. Uh, They have extraordinary abilities, making it actually possible for them to do some things perfectly. So they remember what that feels like and want that experience again in almost every process that they go through. That their capacity to envision exemplary outcomes promotes unrealistic high expectations and goals. Uh, Another piece is their lack of coping strategies for these challenges because sometimes for some of our kids, they often don't feel the failure. They don't see the failure because of their exemplary uh, abilities. And another piece too is sometimes family or parenting approaches that emphasize that there's only one right way to do something and the, or overfocus on the outcome instead of the process. So looking at the differences between excellence and perfectionism, there are potential negative impacts that result from perfectionism. We'd like to go over some of those right now. It can be detrimental to one's self-esteem because self-worth depends on achievement. It can induce stress, anxiety, and depression because you're dealing with the pressure to always have perfect scores and experiences. It can be damaging to friendships and relationships. Gifted students could have unrealistic high expectations and demands of others when they're prone to perfectionism. It inhibits creativity because one can become so inflexible. It can lead to isolation and loneliness, especially when you don't have the approval that you desire. It can inhibit your ability for growth and development, refusing to make mistakes or to fail. So when we sit with a process that's rooted in excellence, we find that it really does promote a growth mindset, that making mistakes or failing is acceptable, and that only leads to learning and growing from that experience. That one's self-worth is not dependent on the achievement, which makes it easier to make mistakes and reduce anxiety and stress because you don't have the pressure to have a perfect score or experience. That you develop confidence in the process of learning and not just the product. Um, And because you allow yourself to make mistakes and fail, you can take more and greater risks that stretch you to grow. That you can bring that experience then into the next assignment that you are tasked with. Uh, And that you're more likely to be flexible and access your creativity. And just overall, that excellence allows a growth mindset to develop and therefore enables you to be more resilient in the face of life's challenges. So there are things that we can do to help gifted children with perfectionism. 
First off, we can provide them with SEL instruction about the paths of excellence and perfectionism. We want to expose students to lessons and discussions about their self-talk and expectations that can facilitate awareness of their actions. We can help them reevaluate their standards and revise them into achievable goals. We can help them celebrate the progress, process, and mistakes that they've made. We can also teach priority strategies for assignments. We can provide clear expectations in the form of a rubric. We can provide opportunities for self-evaluation and reflection, an opportunity for them to compare where they began and where they ended up, perhaps in a certain topic or perhaps during a trimester or semester. We can build a trusting rapport with them. We can affirm their desire to actualize high standards and promote discussion. A phrase that I heard once that stuck with me was, it's just not quite the way you want it yet, is it? We can help them mentally filter their thoughts to help them focus on positive efforts of the process through visualization. And we can encourage them to engage with relaxation techniques. So in summary, we recognize that gifted students have the desire to actualize high standards. They have the awareness of quality and to put forth great effort in their endeavors. The paths of excellence and perfectionism lead to very different destinations. The path of excellence supports gifted children with a growth mindset and ultimately more resilience. The path of perfectionism can lead to limitations that minimize gifted students' potential. We as adults can facilitate their journeys as we educate them about how to approach and understand their standards and expectations. But before we can help them, we must ask ourselves, which path am I prone to follow? Our own perfectionistic tendencies impact the way we live our lives, whether we are aware of it or not. So with that being said, let's focus on some reflection questions. Do you have perfectionistic tendencies? If so, can you think about how this impacts your own professional growth? Also, think of a student who struggles with perfectionism. How might you approach that student differently now? And when we sit with those reflection questions, we also then want to take a next step and ask you to journal about your reactions when you didn't reach a goal, an expectation, or the standard the way you wanted to. Make note if your mindset is in step with a path of excellence or a step to perfection. We want to thank you for joining us in the space today. Please subscribe to the Gifted Ed podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Stay tuned for our next episode that continues to impact the complexities of giftedness.